This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680 CJOB. Welcome to the program. Jim, how you doing? Happy Monday. I'm doing well, actually. Yes. It's good- kind of a off start, but now we're smoothing right along. Yeah, we're getting right back into Man, it. Man, everything uh, was firing at me. This, this, that. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. It's Monday. Take it. But now we're all back on. We're good. We're back nor- to normal. Feel good. Yeah. Was it, was it anything that I was doing? It was everything you did. Okay. You made me laugh, man. We just had a good laugh, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We had a really good laugh before we came to air. And that, yeah. A good laugh will change everything. Change the world. Change the world with a smile. Absolutely. Isn't that a Coke commercial? One smile at a time. I think it is. You smile and you can change the world. That's right. One smile at a time. Hey, anybody listening, we're copywriting that. Do not take that from uh, us. That's going to be very expensive if you want to try and take that. Um, But you can if you want. Lots to get to. Uh, We're going to talk Oilers out, Leafs uh, super out of the postseason. Uh, Also, the Athletic came out with a a top 10 off-season trade board, and a, a number of Jets are on that list in the top 10. I'll tell you, and we'll tell you who is in the top 10. But day two, Winnipeg Blue Bomber training camp underway, got kicked off. Yesterday, the start with Macklin, McGarry, and McNabb were down at IG Field for the morning. Willie Jefferson was on the show. Uh, Carol, uh, <laughs> Bombers Carol, she was on the show as well. She's uh, outstanding. Oh, she's the best. For and, years. Like, oh, just yeah. since I came here, she's one of the first people I met or somebody went and covered in Bombers. Like, you got to meet Carol. Yeah, oh, for sure. And so, anyways, DT, he's down there, and he's joining us now. Derek Taylor, voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, here on 680 CJLB. Derek, uh, a smile can change the world, one smile at a time. Uh, how are you? Are you smiling on day two? Yeah, because I'm just thinking of Carol stories. Like, I've been here uh, just over a year, and I, I have a zillion Carol stories. Can I share one with you? Yes. Absolutely, please. So this was actually during a coach's show, and, a, and Coach O'Shea wouldn't mind me saying this. We were in a doing a coach's show as we do every Monday on, on OB during the season. And Carol came up into conversation during a commercial break and coach O'Shea, the head coach of the, at that point, two time back-to-back great cup champions says this organization doesn't work without Carol. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? That's that the head. Like, do you think the comparable head coach in the NFL knows the comparable Carol of an NFL team's name at all? No, like, but, O'Shea knows her, uh, knows her well, and says this organization doesn't work without her. Mm. It would be a disaster. Like, wow, that is, that is very high praise right there. And it's honestly probably true, just from everything I know about her. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's just a little piece as to why this organization uh, is in the position that it is right now. Uh, Derek, um, we'll get to the uh, what's going on there at camp, but I want to start because Sergio Castillo, he's going to be joining you, Jim, later on today. Is that uh, Yes, yeah, Sergio correct? Castillo will be on the show at 2.30 today. All three kickers are out there, Allegio as well as uh, Stanton. How is that going? Uh, so far, so good. Yeah, they, they put all three kickers out. It was... Uh, it, it was Castillo, Leggio, and Chandler State, and they had them do their kicks. And they, I think each guy had five kicks. They, you know, you kick and then you go back five yards, and you kick and you go back five yards. All of them split the uprights on every kick. So between them, 15 to 15, up to 50 yards. It's a competition. Well, I mean, I was going to say, there's going to be competition for Mark Leggio was what uh, Kyle Walters had said in the offseason. When they bring in Sergio Castillo, you kind of have to assume that Castillo is going to get the job mm. if he's healthy. 
but uh, Mark Leggio looking good so far, and I'll get a chance to talk to him uh, a little later today because there's still a punting and kickoff job that yeah. will be available. So someone's got to take that one. So along those lines, ET, is that what it is? Is it Castillo, the field goal, and then Leggio still has a chance to make it as a punter? Or where do you see the kicking game sort of sorting out once camp is done? So nationality is going to fa- fare into it uh, pretty big. Sergio Castillo's an American, and you can use an American at kicker or you can use an American at punter, but I can't think of a team that uses that that would use an American at both spots because you'd just be handicapping yourselves in other spots on the roster. So if you're going to have an American at kicker like Castillo, you're, or pardon me, yeah, kicker like Castillo, your punter is going to have to be Canadian or a global player in several teams would have gone that way uh, last season. So uh, that would seem to say, hey, uh, Chandler Satan, thank you for coming to camp, but we got to go with somebody else at kicker. Opens the door for Legio because Legio last year was the number five punter in the league, and he was number five in kickoffs in the league, so that's not bad at all. And, oh, by the way, if, if Castillo were to get hurt, you know that Legio can absolutely finish a game as the kicker, right, because mm-hmm. he's, he's done it for a couple of years with varying degrees of success, but it, it provides you some cover in that case. And, you know, all the other guys would have some familiarity with both kicking and punting, but there are, there are guys who are defined punters and defined kickers, whereas Legio can do a little bit of it all. So uh, it bodes well, but uh, if, if you're going to go American at kicker with Castillo, and I mean, to me, you absolutely have to, you've got to go Canadian or global at the other kicking spot. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it helps Legio quite a bit. Uh, moving over to receiver Kenny Lawler. He's definitely going to be a starter. There's no question there, but uh, a little bit of shifting around for him. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure that yesterday they had Kenny Lawler working in the slot. And last year at Edmonton, he was uh, essentially exclusively a slot receiver. Today, as you watch him, they very clearly put him at wide receiver. And it's not the, it's not the biggest deal. He's been a wide receiver for the Bombers before. He's also been a slot back before, but when you see him and Dalton Schoen working together on the same side, one, you think, man, that, that's going to be really potent, those two on the, on the same side of the field. But two, it strikes me as really smart because when the Bombers put a fullback or a sixth offensive lineman on, there's a defined guy they take off the field, and you wouldn't want that to be Lawler. You wouldn't want that to be Dalton Schoen. You'd want that to be one of the other guys. So by moving Lawler to that wide receiver spot, as, as they have done today, and we'll see if it's six, Lawler can stay on the field when they go to 6-0 linemen, when Mike Miller comes in at fullback. So uh, as I look at it, I hadn't contemplated it before the beginning of camp, but seeing it now, I, I think you have to. Kenny Lawler at wide receiver, bring it on. Yeah, no kidding, for sure. Uh, what about in the linebacking core? Is it much the same to do, led by uh, Adam Bighill, I would presume, or is there uh, jobs up for, for battle there? Well, there will be the job for Kyrie Wilson. Kyrie's uh, sitting over here on the uh, on the bench, just on the sidelines. He's not wearing a, a cast or anything, but he's on the six-game injured list. That happened with the first set of uh, cutdowns. He's still coming back from that Achilles injury that he suffered early last season, and he's going to need at least six more, you know, six game weeks in order to to get that right. Coach Shea saying he'll play for sure this season, barring any kind of setback. He'll play this season, but he's going to need a little more time. So they're, they're going to need uh, a starting linebacker in Kyrie Wilson's spot. It was Malik Clements last year, and it's been Malik Clements so far in practice. Uh, but things can happen over the course of a couple weeks and a couple preseason games. And Adam Big Hill hasn't practiced yet. He's here. He's in his jersey. He's hanging around. He was doing some 
long snapping to help out in a drill earlier, but he hasn't he hasn't practiced as a linebacker yet. So Shane Goche has been filling in. But you know, when when the rubber meets the road at playoff time, I suspect they would love it to be Big Hill and Kyrie Wilson again. It'll just be a matter of when both those guys can get back on the field. Heading into camp, uh, Ricky Walker uh, was was sort of the yeah. perceived guy that was going to start uh, in the middle on the defensive line at tackle. Is there going to be a little bit more competition there? That's going to be interesting because uh, Walker's the one guy from last year's roster who's left over. Uh, apart from that, it, you run into Canadians, right, with, uh, with the two kids that they drafted, Schmeckel and Cornelson. But uh, there hasn't really been a second American defensive tackle that really – jumps off the page and and that's going to be a thing like the bombers are used to as much as casey sales casey sales was good last year and he got a big free agent contract steven richardson the years before was great Mm -hmm. like great those years before so you do need some sort of quality in there and you need some sort of depth in there as well i mean they, they have other american defensive tackles in camp, but to say that one of them has, has particularly stood out, I, I really can't tell you that. So, uh, can they? Someone asked me, would they go to Canadians at defensive tackle? I really don't think teams generally would do that if they didn't have an exceptional Canadian, uh, extra Canadian defensive tackle. So it's, I mean, it's Ricky Walker's job to lose. But uh, at the moment, it was one of the spots I was worried about coming into camp, and I, I don't know what they're going to do for depth. We'll know more as the days go along but yeah defensive tackle and american defensive tackle is going to be a spot to watch anything else stand out for you for the rest of this week and what our listeners should look for or listen for any battles well well, let's see quarterback set running back set offensive line set (laughs) this is exactly why i ask right (laughs) because i I, i've said this before it's always fascinating but it, with training camp and stuff, but with this veteran core, it's just like start the season. Like it just you you <laughs> want to see what they can do and what they have left in the tank because it's just such a loaded lineup. Well, and, and that's the thing, right? When you win 15 games last year, you probably don't have too many problems to fix if everybody comes back. Uh, the things that, that I'll be watching for, uh, like defensive backfield, uh, Jamal Parker is in at one of the halfbacks, but Demario Houston can be really good in that spot. And if uh, folks remember last season. When Winston Rose struggled early in the year, they moved Demario Houston in, into Winston Rose's very prominent spot in the defensive backfield. Houston can play inside at halfback, so I'm curious. I'll be curious to watch that and see if Parker is able to hold off a guy like Demario Houston. Um, Chris Kolonkowski is the center right now, but Tui Ellie's on a three-year contract and is a little younger. So that's another one that we'll watch as the preseason, you know, the first preseason game comes along and the second preseason game. But, uh, I mean, other than that, it's you, you, guys, you guys are right. Pray that they stay healthy because this, mm-hmm. this crew won 15 games last year and didn't, didn't lose too much off of that. So, yeah, fingers crossed that the no turf monsters get anybody out of the starting lineup. Voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Derek Taylor here on 680CJOB. Derek, we'll talk to you tomorrow on day three, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, E.T. Uh, the Bomber training camp report is brought to you by Stars Air Ambulance, caring for Manitobans when and where you need us most. I mean, not not that the defensive tackle position isn't an ultra-important position on any defensive team to go in there and create havoc, open up holes for the linebackers and stuff like that. But if that, 
if if that's where I'm zeroing in on the first day that we get to really talk about training camp here on a Monday, about competition and what's shaken up there, it's exactly to your point, Jim. I mean, it's exactly to your point. Well, I mean, that that's like if you're you got most of this stuff penciled in. And not only that, uh, Cam, like the, I think the story is so, you know, I think they have a full season left of them maybe and probably yeah. more. But, like, what does a Big Hill season look like? What does a Justin yeah. uh, or a Jefferson season look like? Zach Kolaris and all that. Um, so it just it's one of those situations that you could have somebody come in and really blow your socks off. There's just not much room yeah. at all. And then it becomes a question of maybe it becomes a salary thing at certain positions. But I just I think this is a team that's locked and loaded. And, you know, for the first time in May, and I'm I'm even the past two years, Look and I go. Well, here's a spot where somebody could surprise, yeah. and here's a sp- I just, I don't know. This is such a dynamic roster right now that it's really about, and that's why I think a lot of the key vets are sort of, they're older and, yeah. and sort of get get out of camp and get to the season and, and stay healthy. Yeah, Michael Shea was saying that yesterday um, during his uh, end of end of day availability, where it's like these guys know what to do. Yeah, like they're out there. They know how to get themselves ready. They know how to prepare. They know what. I mean, they know what they need to do to get ready for the season. And and he was just, he was all smiles talking about like he sees exactly what he wants to see from these guys. And, you know, we talk about these positions and a guy can come out, Jim, and have the most incredible camp. But the situation is you got to look at veterans and the time served and and what you actually know about them, you know, through playoff games and, and through a regular season and big days like Banjo Bowl and Labor Day and all that other stuff. Um I mean, you're, 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 you could have a fantastic camp and be that guy that we talk about after the preseason games go by and it'd be like, but you got released. It's not because, and Michael Shea said that earlier too, as well, you know, just because you got cuts doesn't mean you're not a good football player. You just, there's just no, there's no space. That's what a lot of these hard decisions have to be made. And really it's, it's a league of, that's why there's so many names. I know it's a transitional league and a lot of guys come and go and all that stuff, but there's also the like the Eugene Lewis's and stuff as you get older, yeah. the Milt Steagles of the world as you get older and, and stuff. It just, it's like, you've got two to three weeks to tell me that no matter how old Milt Steagle yeah. is, that you can do something that he can't still. And, and it's just not enough time. And also it just, a lot of those guys hang around. So it's, it's an interesting camp, but there's not too many questions. That's why my favorite question <laughs> is what battles are you looking at? Cause I don't yeah. really see a lot of them. Oilers, Leafs, both of them eliminated over the weekend and also a top 10 trade board put out by The Athletic. Uh, four members of the Winnipeg Jets on there. Uh, who's on that list? And uh, one of them at the very tippy top. We'll get into that after 1230. News coming up with Skylar Peters. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Right now it's 25 at 680 CJOB. No haze in this studio. Let's send it to two guys who see clearly. Jets at noon. That's the truest thing you've ever said. How much money did you lose when the Leafs got knocked out? <laughs> None. None. Last night, however. Oh, boy. Tough Uh-oh. one. I'm, I'm staring at zeros in the Bet365 account balance, gentlemen. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now it, comes the big question. So now Kevin Gossman has to win the Cy Young. And that's oh, five months God. from God, Jeez. <laughs> you know, there's a, guy, there's a guy at the gym today, this morning, and he came, comes up to me, and I talk to him every day. Barry, if you're listening. Hi, Barry. What's up, Barry? He goes... I won $10,000 last night. <laughs> what? Barry Beers later? You're by? Barry uh, Beers. Barry Beers. He's got some crazy thing. He's like, yeah, he put it on the on the uh on the, on the Golden Knights to win. The and gold? I said and I said, "Well, how much did you have to put down to get those odds?" And he's like, 
don't, don't ask questions you don't want the answer. Well, they were. I I was looking at it last night. So that's how you know it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, they were like a significant underdog. You know, I, I get it's in Edmonton and ba- yeah. Edmonton back against the wall. Nobody this, talks about the t- all the times they lose. They they everyone tells you the time they won. The yeah. people, huge amount yeah, of the money. people I know that are, are good at this never even talk about the wins. And then the yeah. other part of it is they would do what Skyler I think was about to reference. There is just. Um, look, who didn't have the Oilers winning on home ice tomorrow? Oh, I had that's yeah. why that's yeah. that's why the people I know who are pretty good at sports gambling, you like the Golden Knights egg, are like, yeah, it's like the Golden Knights pay better. That's the bet. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'm always like, what do you mean? I think Edmonton's going to win. And they go, it doesn't matter what you think. Like, what pays better, and can they do it? And if so, then that's the bet. And last night, it paid a way better. And could the Golden Knights do it? Clearly, yeah, they could. So. <laughs> Last night I uh, I had the over, so seven or more goals, like more than seven goals. Actually, I got a little greedy. Three goals in the what? The first That's three not a minutes. Crazy bet though. No, not based on how this series wow. has gone. I thought it was going to be like six five after watching the first three minutes, and uh, end up losing so my remaining get, money. I had the Oilers and the Rangers in the Stanley Cup final, and yeah, I told toast. this before. But at five fifty eight on game. Day one of the playoffs, I changed from the rain or from the Carolina Hurricanes to the Rangers because I just thought the Rangers would score Which more. To the Eastern Conference, you mean? And now, yeah, no, no. I in the Stanley Cup final, I had it all picked out like that morning of day one of the playoffs. Yeah. And then when I got home, I I was like over guess oh, thinking, okay. and I thought, who's going to score for the Hurricanes? So when the Rangers and the Hurricanes meet up in the Western Con- or the Eastern Conference final, I just took the Rangers because I thought they would score more. And then I'm like, well, I still got Hurricanes in my pool and everything, and now it's just like the Hurricanes are the only team I had making the Stanley Cup uh, yeah. Conference Finals left. I don't know. You know, the pa- the Panthers have impressed a lot of people, and they've won perhaps some series that they, you know, I, I thought they were going to beat the Leafs after they beat Boston. But I think heading into the Her- Carolina, I think this one is, I think this, I think Carolina is too good. Carolina is the best team it, left. They're, I think. they're, and they're, yes. they're, they're ready. They're ready. Like they're, they're zoned in. It would just be hilarious if they didn't do much of the deadline. Their pickup was Yassipuli Arvi, right? They, yeah. their big offseason acquisition, Max Pacioretty played three games or whatever it was. Yeah. But they've and done. And this is going to be oh, the year they get it done. They also, they got Brent Burns in a trade. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. how it and works though, right? Yeah. It's like, that's what Connor McDavid was referencing. He said, you, you don't try to do this, but I'm told, and I think it's been proven that you go through these things and not like one or two years, you'd go a three or four year run. And when you don't, and that's why I took the Jets this year, guys. They went to the Western Conference Final in 2018. They lose in the first round. They get knocked out in the bubble because of injuries. They miss the playoffs one year. And it just, you put that all together and you do what the Hurricanes are doing. Is this the best lineup the Hurricanes have had in five years? No way. No. No. They were switching between goalies for the love of whatever's goalie holy. Yeah. And and still, they're they're getting through in this. And that's why I'm like... With this core and the situation of the contracts, you take all that experience in the last five years and you go on a run and they just... that It's exactly like the Devils. I mean, they, they lost them in five games, but that's valuable stuff, the Devils. And you know what? Next year, they might lose in the first round, but that's just the way it's going to go for them. But, but look, I think over time, the Devils are going to get to a final at some point. Next year, when Stuart Skinner's not a rookie and he's been through this, yep. and if, like, we're going to talk running it back, right? Because that's what's going on in well, trial I, today. I'm, that's what's going Edmonton, on here. I'm all in on running this this group back and giving another chance. You need augmenting on the bottom. That's no doubt in the bottom I'll six. I'll tell you what killed them. Last year in 15 games, Vander Kane had 13 points. He's had none in six games. Yeah, Like, the depth... 
I mean, name me a team that's not in the playoffs anymore. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even the depth total. Like, it, even strength, their top guys weren't doing enough. Like, well, I get Evan Bouchard at like 80, I'm never 18 say, points or something I'm stupid, never going to say Bouchard and that shit. I mean, if Bouchard and Drysettle McDavid are killing you on the power play, they're at least doing something. I don't care if specialty teams or not. Your depth has to do something for you. Ever. That's how Vegas is winning. Where's Jonathan Marsha show been since the Jets series? <laughs> MIA, and then yeah. he gets a hat trick. In the Jets series, it was Stevenson. And and Howden. Stone and Eichel. Eichel showed up yesterday, but like it's you don't need everybody all the time, but you need everybody some of the time. Yeah, and tw- you need to spread it out. And that's what the difference was. Twelve guys on Vegas, double digits and goals. Nobody was over 30. Now, if Mark Stone probably would have played all season, he probably would have got to 30. But he played 42, 43 games or so, and he only got 17 goals. You know, what else, is in, you know what else is interesting is is the Oilers' top players always show up. Every playoff. They show yep. up, they do their damage, and they have no depth. The Jets' top players haven't shown up in five years, and their depth has. Yep. The Adam Lowry's, the Morgan Barons, go down the roster. Blake Wheeler, who is a depth piece now and was, Blake and was Wheeler, during the playoffs. six he was. points in five games, what have you. Yeah. It's just... Like, if you could take the Oilers' top six and put them on the Jets, you might win a Stanley Cup. And if you could take the Jets' bottom six in goaltending and put it in Edmonton, you'd win a Stanley Cup. You well, know the, the, Oilers top, the Oilers' top six is good enough to win a Stanley Cup on any team. Yeah. Like, they got the two best but, players well, in the world. My point is there's no depth. There's a lack of depth, and that's because the Oilers, for as Where's long Yamamoto? as I have been alive, have been awful at drafting. They, yeah. they took the gimmies. Like, yeah, who's not going to take Drysaddle and, and McDavid up there? The Jets have been outstanding at drafting. Well, outstanding that's what I'm at drafting, and they don't. But their skill doesn't show doesn't up. Doesn't show up. There's no pushback. We're talking about the Oilers, like their power player. Their Drysaddle didn't show up the last two games. Get out of here. He showed up the first two games, and then Vegas goes, "We might want to stop him." Okay, how do how do you feel? So then, when that happens, yeah, somebody else. Four other guys can just put up a point. Yeah. How do you feel about them coming? I, I, I'm on the seat. Listen, I don't believe I don't believe in the Leafs. I think they need some changes there. We're gonna get to the Leafs in just a second. I, as the Winnipeg Jets are currently structured, I'm my my belief in them is very very low. They need to make some changes. The I Oilers? Think. No, the Jets. The Jets. I look at the Oilers and I see a team that I. Still need some changes, but not that big. I I think this is a team you run back next year and you give it another shot. A shot. I know Matthias Ekholm had a, not a good game yet. He did not have a good game there in Game Six, but he was instrumental in them with that big run at the end of the year and was a big part of their playoffs. I also, I, got, he also I, got some I, lumber I, to the face there, and that was yeah, no call. I think that I think that you got to give these guys another chance. I said this to I, you I this morning. I think it's worth it. And I'll say it again. How are the Vegas Golden Knights with their fourth goalie? And, you know, Mark Stone and Jack Eichel in the Western Conference Final. When you look at the teams that aren't even in the playoffs anymore, the Golden Knights are, even though they finish first in the West, I mean, they just keep, it's the right mix. It's these guys like work and they show up and they like each other, whatever, whatever the mix is, but they're not better than Colorado. They're balanced. I don't think they're a better lineup than the Oilers. They're just deeper. No, they're not. No, they're, I don't think they're a better lineup than the Jets. Like People a, might, that might be, Loren they're balanced. Bersois they're balanced, 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 balanced. Bersois That's what and Vegas Hill is. have now won a playoff series for them. Yeah. 
Two, think, guy, two guys that weren't even in the league at the start of the year. It I doesn't matter if it's John Quick, Yuri Patera. They've had six starting goalies this year. Like, they, like clearly, the common denominator is the guys in front of them. And, and it's that blue line, man. It's so good. It's Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore are supposed to be your big guys, but then you got guys like Hag and Zach Whitecloud like stepping up and like Whitey's playing like 22 minutes a night. Yeah. All three phases of the game. And credit to him because remember the first playoff run with White Cloud and he had that egregious turnover that was the game winner and series ender yeah. off his turnover. And he's just bounced back and become this stud demon for this Vegas. Is, this is what Vegas are. This is what they are. You know, like in NHL and you see and you, you boot up the game and you got and you're seeing like all the overall stats and all that sort of thing. And you got like uh this team's offense is yeah, 99 72 goaltending's like forty eight. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it, even though even though the Golden Knights are on a whatever netminder that they but they've been getting pretty decent goaltending. Yeah, oh yeah. They're all these other teams are 10, 6, 5, 9, 8, all that other stuff, all over the place, you know? Vegas is seven, 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 yeah. seven, seven, seven. Yeah. And that's and they're outlasting teams. And the co- and the coaching's a ten. But Bruce if, Cassidy's been very good. Yeah. If if you were building a team and had your pick, would you build the team this way? <sighs> Well, I, I, I really can't say. Like they only made this say. team six years ago, so they did. This is their fourth trip to the semifinals. Four trips to the semifinals. Look at it on paper, and you're not taking McKinnon or Drysidle or Kucherov or Austin yeah. Matthews. I'm, I'm you're going to build it this way. I'm taking Colorado's roster every single. I'm time. I'm telling you, you need to build it more this way. I'm telling you, I, you, I think you you're need right, to both. build. You need to build more teams like this. Seattle and Vegas could be in the Western Conference final tomorrow. How do you feel about that? Like, like just at, I think it's out, hilarious. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous and asinine, but then I'm like, hey. I think it shows everything that's wrong in the National Hockey League right now. Here's the quote of the playoffs, and it's from Paul Maurice, but it could be from any coach. Show up, work your ass off. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Like, it's like so, that's so general. Like you could put, yeah, you're right. You, <laughs> but is it? Is know. it? Well, what what game are we talking about that some team didn't show up and work their tails off? Like it just if that's the secret to the Stanley Cup, then 32 teams can it's, win the Stanley Cup the, every year. Look that's at the, the point. Cup. That's the point. That's the point of the quote, though. For any it's 16 teams in the playoffs, and the ones that aren't are the ones that didn't show up and work their tails off enough. And so how, and we, as a GM, we're, how we're do laughing. You, but, I mean, you can put any team you want together. You can right. put it all and load it up, or you could just make it grinders or whatever, but you've got to show up and work. If we can look at all the series that have been played so far, could you say one team outworked the other? I think Florida outworked Boston, and I think Florida outworked Toronto. I agree with that. Yeah. I think Seattle is outworking whoever they played. That's true. They are outworking them. Vegas and I outworked- think on most nights, Vegas is outworking you. Vegas, and when I mean work... I mean, the battles down low, the puck battle, the battle to get back, the fight for position in front of your own net, the work, the work part of hockey. Show up and work your tail off, and you have a great shot of winning. And then you, and you might not win, but wouldn't you rather go out that way? Yeah. yeah but this texture says 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Am I just delusional in thinking that the Jets could have beaten Vegas, or is Vegas actually good? I'm so confused. LOL. I people, think they do that to everybody. People Vegas can, does that yeah, to everybody. Yeah, people can mock me all I want. I'm still, I, I, can, I know it happened, and I, I, I know why it happened, and I believe it happened. I can't believe the Jets lost to Vegas with Lauren Brassois net.
Yeah. I'm and Connor you. Hellebuck in their own. And you and game one is why. Anybody who says, how can you say that? I'll tell you why. Game one. And, and, and if you show up for four of the next five games like you did in game one, you win that series in five games. Over the Okay, okay let's take game one out of it. And you look back on that series with the Jets. How many periods did the team actually show up? Third period of of game three. Game two, second period was... I thought they had a great first period in game yeah. two, and then the second yeah, period was... So, so that's two. So that's, that's two out of six. Two, out of, And then you go into game three, and it wasn't until the third. Two bad periods. Not until the third. Okay, game four. Yeah. You break it down. Game the five, periods, they didn't and, even show up. And that's the work part, right? So I'm saying, like, they had a great first period, great first game. Maybe one of the best games all year, if not the best. I'd say the best. How many more periods over the course of that series did they show up? Two. And how, reason, many, how many more? The reason I say game one, guys, is because Vegas showed up in game one. Yeah. Vegas that was a great game. Like, it wasn't like Vegas came back in game two and all of a sudden played massively better. Yeah. They just, Vegas showed up for all five games. Even the one they went to overtime when where they were up 4-1, they showed up for the majority of that game. You say looking back on game 4, I mean they almost got back in that one. They got out to the lead, but why is and why is Dallas in trouble right now? Because they don't show up for every game and work as hard as they can. Yeah. When they do it's like, so look at Florida, Vegas, Seattle. They show up and work most times than not. Mm-hmm. 90 87% of the games they show up and work. And that's why that quote is, I know we're laughing at it, Skyler, but (laughs) show up and work your ass off. Okay, so here's my question to you guys. If you're a team that's not in this final five and you're looking at your roster and you look at the culture you've built, maybe the rapport between GM and coach, and you have an opportunity to make a Vegas, who do you think's best positioned to do that in the next like three to five years? Well, you made a great point today. It's about contracts. Guys like that. And I look at it, and it's the Chicago Blackhawks. Not just because they got Connor Bedard. (laughs) That helps. But they have have nothing handcuffing them over the next five years. What is every team doing, whether they're in the playoffs or not? It's trying to clear cap space. And you made the great point. I go, how is Vegas in the Western Conference Final for the four years? Fourth time in six years, and you said because they don't have bad contracts. There's well, they, 30 teams that do. But they did, and that's why I don't think they're smarter than everybody else because you're giving away talent for free. But yet here they are. Like that's why it's annoying to me to be Vegas because they give away Max Pacioretty for nothing. They give away Paul Stasny for nothing. They give a, they load up, and then they have to dump these guys for nothing. But yet here they are because they work. Let's take a break. Let's come back. I'm going to get to just as we go off. We'll we'll, we'll take some uh, we'll take some text messages here. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight. Skyler, you better get to work. <laughs> You're taking up too much of your time. Work is what I'm talking about. Uh, today. Yeah, we're talking about work. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that top ten off season trade board uh, again. A number of jets on that list. Um, this texter says, uh, like if McDavid and Drysdale couldn't beat Vegas, how are the Jets supposed to beat them without Morrissey, Shifley, Ehlers? And Perfetti. Doug says, Jim, I heard you say, uh, I'm talking to you guys when it happens, Kraken. Oh, um, I was on with KK, and she said, so who do you have now? And I said, the Oilers in Carolina. But I said, feel free to have me back when it's Seattle, Florida, Stanley <laughs> Cup final. <laughs> I mean, that would, I mean, the fact that Vegas, I, I think Dallas wins tonight. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what a hockey world if it's Vegas and Seattle Insanity. for the... And this texture says, game two, second period, Vegas started hitting. Jets can't match that physical play in the playoffs. And Perry says, go 
Paul Maurice go. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Top 10 off-season trade board, according to The Athletic. Uh, four Winnipeg Jets on that list. Number one, Connor Hellebuck at number one. Uh, number two, Mark Shifley. And then down the list, we'll go William Nylander, number three with the Leafs. Eric Carlson with the Sharks at number four. Kevin Hayes with the Flyers at number five. John Gibson, um, the sacrificial lamb of the Anaheim Ducks for the last six (laughs) seasons. He's at number six. Uh, Seven is Blake Wheeler. And number eight, Pierre-Luc Dubois, wrapping up the top eight there. Four members of the Jets, by far the most. Um, Not even close. I mean, that's... For everybody who thinks there won't be change this summer or True North won't do it, and again, I don't think they're going to give it away for free, but they have to figure at least three of those out. And yep. so, I mean, this is for the entire league, and there are four of them are in the top ten. And it's all contract-based, and also it's needed, I think. So mm-hmm. Connor Halibut's at the forefront, and, um, you know, he's a Vesda nod, and I don't think he's spoken to any of the media yet. Nope. He usually have a press conference, and we'd love to have him on the show as well. Um, uh I mean, I'm pretty sure, like I said, when he spoke on that Saturday at an exit meetings, he spoke where like a guy, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, put a number on the table and, and the Jets are aware of that number and probably can't do that. And they probably said we can't do that. And that's where it sits. And so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Right? And yes. And, and last year during the offseason, Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler were number one and two on some on uh, particularly, I think, the daily faceoff uh, with uh, Frank Cervalli. So. I mean, there's no guarantees that there's going to be any moves, but listen, there's a lot of talk, and I expect this to get heated up around the draft, end of June. I mean, we don't know all the players yet. There's some teams that still in the playoffs that might say, hey, we're a goaltender away. Hey, we're a 42 goal scorer away. Hey, we're we're a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois. They're doing this in Toronto right now, and Austin Matthews just said, I want to know uh, where I'm going to be. I wanted a contract by the start of next season. And they, he has a full no move that kicks in July 1st. So if they don't, they'll know before July 1st if they're re-signing him to an extension or not. And if they're not, he controls everything after July 1st. He could walk away for free after next season. We've got a text message here. I know we're over time here, but uh, Gary texts us, $96 million Vegas cap hit. And then Jim, Jim texts me the saying the same thing with their big cap hit. Well, that's why I don't like what That's why I don't like them. But that's why I don't like them. But what the NHL knows it's happening. They don't care. Uh, that's it for me. Well, I back. keep saying they're not smarter than everybody else, but Jim told the they are this year. Jim told the take you all the way until three o'clock. Uh, Jeffrey Forche, thank you for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back soon. Yeah. Chats at noon on six eighty CJOB.